Hi, welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fist Podcast. I got the mic. I have the opinion. Welcome to episode 2Q. Q is for a quick one. Uh, yeah, super quick since there were pretty good fights last week and we have fights on tonight that are awesome for free on ESPN again. And I don't even know what happened to this week, so it just went really quick. It was, we were busy this week. We were really busy this week. And I left you and our Holding Hands and Throwing Fist audience on our scheduled recording day earlier in the week because I went to go box outdoors in the park. With another person! (laughs) Raymond. Shout out to Raymond. (laughs) Also shout out, honorary mention for 2Q to Quentin Rampage Jackson, who you guys have heard me talk about. He's probably my favorite fighter and the guy who got me into MMA. Alright babe, since we're making this a quick one, let's do our recap of last week and our preview for this week all in the top five. Top five? We're getting crazy. This is definitely going to be a quick one because for the first time in Holding Hands Throwing Fist podcast history, the audio shit the bed for the top three, so we have to redo it. How do you feel about that, babe? I feel like we shot ourselves in the foot by calling it Q for quick one, and the universe was like, oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll redo the first three real fast. You might hear a little farting around and the noise on the fourth, but you're going to just have to deal with it. Uh, Babe, what was last Saturday's fights? Oh my gosh, if you cannot tell by my attitude, I am not pleased we have to re-fucking do this. All right. All right, last Saturday was uh, June 20th. Oh, happy birthday, Paul, that day. Um, It was UFC Fight Night Blades versus Volkov. And uh, the night started with some controversy. Number one. <laughs> I got it, babe. I got number one. Don't worry about thanks, it. Thanks, thanks. Austin Hubbard made Ra- Max Rockshop quit. <laughs> uh, basically, Max, Ro- uh, this is the big news that came out of last week that everyone was talking about on the uh, podcast circuit and media and blah, 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 blah. Max Rockshop is a professional fighter, had his first UFC fight ever last weekend. And between the second and the third round, didn't come off the stool and basically kept telling his coach, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. I can't do this. He said it nine times. His coach didn't throw in the towel. You know that we keep talking about that all the time. The doctor came over, or rather the referee came over and was like, are you ready to fight? And his coach, Robert Drysdale, who's a very famous jiu-jitsu practitioner and teacher, was basically like, no, he doesn't want to go out there. So a lot of people were all pissed off and giving uh, all of them shit for not throwing in a towel, not stopping it. But uh, like we said in our first take that we recorded, (laughs) I think it's good because it's just the more these things happen, the more it's a conversation. And like this was just a really weird incident. It was a really weird incident, and Max only had five days' notice. So, like, I'll cut him some slack. But after the fact, I heard DC talk about it, and what he said, like, I think is so true. He's like, I don't think that's good for Max. Like, if this is his first fight, and, like, whatever the reason, he felt like this now, and he could totally push through it, and it's it's fine. It's like, this will be forgotten. But he's like, once you open that door for yourself... That you could just say, I don't want to keep going. Yeah. Like, that's such a hard door to shut every single time. And this fight, he wasn't even getting his butt kicked. He he wasn't winning, but he wasn't, it wasn't bloody or brutal at all. So, if that's, I thought was interesting. Yeah, good point. Uh, because the past couple times that we've been talking about people throwing in the towels or them just stopping the fights or even 
just any other intervention, it's because people have been taking visible damage. This yeah. kind of looked like a regular round. Like, yeah. he was just tired. And I think it was one of those things that you get so physically tired that you get emotionally and mentally exhausted. So. Yeah, which also makes sense when you only have five days to prepare. <clears throat> anyway, number two in our top five. Let's lighten it up. Part D. <laughs> To us, not you. Um, is we told you that Tisha Torres and Raquel Pennington were fighting on this card. They're engaged, and um, they both fought and they both won. Whoop whoop! <laughs> and they also for this fight card, they got the UFC to make Pride themed fight kits. Mm-hmm. So it meant that the fighter's name on their shorts, on the um, shirt, T-shirt, and on the sweatshirt. Um, were all like rainbow. They looked so freaking cool. Super, super cool. It was also not that it's telling one way or another about anything at all, but it was interesting to see who decided to wear those shorts. Yeah. Right? Um, it was super and it's cool. meaningless, right? It doesn't matter one way or another, but it was interesting. Um, and then another part of top two is that after the fight, um, Tisha. Raquel and Lauren Murphy and Jillian Robertson went out for drinks and all those women won on that night's card, which is awesome. So fighting and drinks. Fighting and drinks. That's, Sounds good. <laughs> it's a holding hands and throwing fists uh, motto. Right it kind of is. <laughs> Usually um, starts the other way around, though. Yeah. Drinks and fights. <laughs> all right, number three in the top five uh, from that fight night, Blades versus Volkov, was uh, Josh Emmett versus Shane Burgos. They had the fight of the night. It was a really good back-and-forth fight over three rounds. Emmett uh, dropped Shane Burgos hard twice. That's a comment that I made. I, I got to rewatch it again, but I remember that night when I made some notes that I'm re- referring right now. <laughs> he, uh, he had to have rocked him. For me to make that note. So. And yet Burgos still came up. Yeah. More. Like yeah. he's a fighter. Ha ha. Fight of the night. And then Josh Emmett uh, won. Uh, everybody was super happy for him. But he has some unfinished business with the MMA media. He was just an angry He angry was an man. angry little elf. <laughs> he, the first thing he said in the post fight press conference with John Anik. Obviously like a media member. Was that the media kind of suck and blah, 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 which was like, dude, you just fucking won. This is when you like jump up and down and thank your mom and God. <laughs> like, come on. Um, so it's kind of weird. And then I was listening to Anik and Florian on Monday and John Anik, um, who's the main commentator for the UFC, who is like as neutral as they can be. And because that's that's really his job, right? He's not the color guy. He's not a Rogan or yeah. a DC or whatever. Um, in the fighter hotel after the fight. So again, Josh Emmett and his team. Who, and I like Josh Emmett. They should be celebrating. One of Josh Emmett's coaches steps to John Anik <laughs> and is all like, "Hub, bet you're upset Shane Burgos lost, right? Yeah." yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and. And so John Anik was like taken aback by it because he's like, I don't know, I don't know where all of this animosity is coming from. Now I now he just wants to know, like, what did they think he said or what did they misinterpret or whatever? Because he's like, I like Josh Emmett, I'm really happy for him. So 
Awk. It's just a weird sensitive thing that people uh, get chips on their shoulders and use yeah. it for motivation and stuff. And also people are paid to fight uh, and also to talk about fighting. So one little misstep yeah. or misslip of the fucking tongue, which I would fucking do all the time, just leads to somebody being in the gym being like, I'm going to show totally. John Anik. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> so whatever. We're so happy for you, Josh Emmett. Hey, before we get into number four, just know there'll be some static for the next 20 to 30 seconds. Sorry about that. I fucked up. My bad. You know that we love Dustin Poirier. We've talked about him in the past. He's uh, the dude from Louisiana who trains at American Top Team with like Masvidal and all those guys. Fucking awesome guy. You may have seen on our Instagram, good guy alert. Yeah. He was just awarded the Forrest Griffin... Um, like guy of the year award, basically <laughs> for all the donations he makes, all the volunteer work he does. Like, yeah, he does what a lot. The fuck, yeah, his uh, charity organization with his wife, which is an insane story that they have to begin with, is called the Good Fight <laughs> uh, organization, and he uh, he auctions off all his UFC stuff from every single fight and donates a hundred percent of the proceeds to that charity, um, and they just do good things. Uh, he's fighting Dan Hooker. Just pause, because just as a reminder for everyone, the last time we spoke about Dustin, he was fighting Habib. Oh, yeah. Just to put that in context. So he was on a... You should remember him. He was on a long tear, and he had a bunch of wins in a row, beat everyone uh, in, like, stunning fashion, and then lost to Habib. I mean, everybody loses to Habib. That's just what happens. Uh, So he is fighting Dan Hooker, this uh, dude from New Zealand who is fighting out of City Kickboxing. So right now, City Kickboxing is uh, the hottest team in the world. I mean, they really are. <laughs> We're talking are. about it from a Zoolander. <laughs> so hot right now. Um, oh, a movie reference you think I'm going to get? I don't know. I, I, I didn't watch it either. So <laughs> we don't watch movies on the Holding Hands of the podcast. Uh, but Dan Hooker is coming from uh, that team. I think he's, I just found out today he's the captain of the team. With wow. Israel Adesanya, I think, which is weird. Uh most people think on MMA Twitter that he's going to win, but most people don't want him to win. <laughs> I think I think it's been flip-flopping all week. It's been flip-flopping. He looks really big for 155, and, but Dustin looks uh, Dustin's a little bit shorter, but he looks a little bit more muscular too. Yeah, Dan Hooker's so tall. He looks a little <sighs> tall and lanky, so I don't know. I'm just super excited for this fight. I just want to say that like i know we, but we over. really want dustin to fucking beat the shit out of dan hooker yeah i feel like dan hooker needs like he needs to be put in his place and i really hope dustin can do it dan hooker won his last fight versus paul felder in a really super close match but they fought in new zealand so was it new zealand or australia whatever that part of the yeah. world <laughs> either way it wasn't there all right number five because we want to end our top five with Something really not classy at all, but it's another fight. It's the co-main, I guess, or at least the the fight before the main event um, that you also have to watch. You have to watch this. It's Mike Perry versus Mickey Gall. (laughs) I'll start with Mickey Gall so that we can end on Mike Perry. We love Mickey Gall. I didn't even know we loved Mickey Gall until George told me we loved Mickey Gall. He's from New Jersey, so we're already going to root for you. George saw him in the city. Yeah, I was walking on 25th Street, and he was at that parking lot just parking his car. 
And it was after he had won a fight, like the the Monday after he had won that fight. So I think he actually was going for an interview or something oh, like that. Oh, maybe. He won and I walked by and I was like, because I don't know what to do with famous people and I never want to freaking make it uncomfortable, but I, it's always uncomfortable in my mind. I walked by and I was like, hey man, congratulations. <laughs> and what did he say, babe? He's like... Like, it took him a minute because he was still relatively new. Yeah, and he's not that famous. There's he's not no that one famous. Who would he was like, thanks, man. He was That's like, so, so nice. excited. Such I was a like, nice I'm Jersey excited. boy. I just walked away quickly. And I think he's um, <laughs> really close with his sister. I might be making that up, but I think he that's is. sweet too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Mickey Gall, obviously, who we're rooting for, he lost his last fight to Diego Sanchez. Um, so I really... Also a crazy dude. Yeah. <laughs> really fucking crazy. So I really hope Mil- Mickey Gall wins. He's fighting Mike Perry. I used to like Platinum Mike Perry. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we both did. We, we, he has his, like, shtick, but it's not a shtick. Like, this is his... This is how he lives, which He's is entertaining. so weird. Yeah. But... Uh, I don't know. I used to be entertaining, ent- entertained by it. Now I just find it so cringe. He's, like, just fucking crazy... He's super trashy. Yeah. Um, he he w- had a girlfriend, then they broke up, and then they got married. So they yeah. went from being broken up to married, and she was called the Platinum Princess. Uh-huh. And now, I swear, I found it out before it was, like, officially out. Because I was like, babe, I think Platinum <laughs> Mike Perry and the Platinum Princess broke up. And George is like, how would you know that? <laughs> they just got married Four weeks ago. <laughs> it wasn't that short ago. It was pretty close. But was anyway. Pretty close. It found, wasn't four months. Found out the dirt. They were, they've been separated or whatever. Mike Perry already has another girlfriend that he's fucking posting crazy nonstop about. She looks about 12. I don't know what the fuck is happening. Yeah. And <laughs> the best part is... Mike Perry has decided he doesn't want any coaches in his corner. The only person who's going to be in his corner tonight is his girlfriend, (laughs) who knows fuck all about fighting. It's It's great. I mean, if you listen to this and you don't watch it tonight... I don't know what it's, else I can do. It's like the Simpsons <laughs> meme with Ralph on the bus and he's like chuckles. He's like, I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> like he's going to go to his corner. Like, is she even going to fucking. No, they're going to like make out through the octagon. It's going to be so oh weird. Oh my God. It's he, he, I think, I think he is from Florida, which explains a lot. No, he's from Flint, Michigan. Oh, okay, but I think he was training out of Florida yes, at some point. Yes, he is, and, and he, he currently is, yeah. And, but then he left that team, and he left those coaches because he felt like he really needed direction and great coaching. So he went to uh, Jackson Winklejohn, right? Because that's why he went oh to... Oh my to, gosh, I forgot yeah. that he was... The, one of the biggest... cowboy! Yeah, he went to one of the biggest <laughs> gyms in MMA history. Where Cowboy Cerrone trained for like freaking ever. And then one of the coaches picked Perry over coaching Cowboy, who they had coached for years and years and years. So there was all this beef. And then he left there, (laughs) went back to the, I guess, the Florida team, and now also doesn't even want them in his corner. How did I forget that? I don't know. And then there's all, there's, that's just the surface of the issues with Mike Perry. I just want to put out there that uh, Cowboy ended up fighting Mike Perry. After this whole drama beef, and uh-huh. 
uh, cowboy kicked his butt. Well, yeah, so cowboy caught him in an armbar, like the entry to an armbar, and Mike Perry did the most, like, not professional mixed martial artist thing. He was just like, I'm going to pick him up and slam him on the ground so that I could get my arm free, which is exactly the wrong thing to do. Because if you if you are in an arm bar like that and somebody has you in guard and you stand up, that gives the space for someone to break your arm. And that's exactly what happened. Cowboy, who's a legit jiu-jitsu black belt, broke his fucking arm. So, Wow. Yeah, I don't know how quick this is, but... Already had an, an adrenaline dump from... From Mike Perry, who I didn't even want to talk about. (laughs) On that note. um, Oh, yeah. So let's go. I just want to show you real fast. uh, Top five's over. But look at this tweet. Oh, my God. This is the longest episode we've done. No, it's not. Ever. Can can you name nine fighters from their childhood pictures, babe? I can't name fucking one. I don't know. (laughs) All right. We're going to do this later. All I know is that's Alistair Overeem for sure. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I think that's Nick Diaz. I think that's... um, your boy Brock, and then oh, I don't... these guys will come back too. That's so interesting. I cute would pictures, not know. Though. Pretty cute. Cool. Let's let's get back to that after. All right. This episode of the Holding Hands and Throwing Fist podcast was brought to you by Jamie, who was in New Jersey and scored us a huge ass bottle of Nemiroff vodka. It is delicious, and you're the best. We love you. Have fun, guys.